let's get into our sports update. There's a lot of sport to talk about. Now, you teased us through the news earlier saying the Crows have a new coach. What's going on here? Well, they do. Uh, Jack Homsch is going to be the new defensive coach or, or uh, backs coach for the Adelaide Football Club. He's uh, replacing... We know James Rahili or Raleigh went back to Geelong. So Scott Burns has moved from defence to be coaching the forwards. Jack Homsch, who was a defensive development coach last year, moves into the chair as the defensive line coach. And this is an interesting one. Andrew McPherson, who at 24 years of age, is now going to be a development coach at the Adelaide Football Club. So delisted to then development coach. Mm. Youngest, he becomes the league's youngest coach. Wow. 24 years of age. He seems like he's been around forever. I, I checked to make sure he was 24. He turns 25 in June next year. But um, the club have been so impressed with his leadership and the way he carries himself that they are keen to keep him involved. So he's going to be a development coach. Our sports update is thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. What else you got for us, Bix? Yeah, if you're just waking up uh, to the international cricket scene, it was, of course, the, uh, the semi-final last night. Virat Kohli, he struck a record 50th 100 and fast bowler Mohamed Shami, seven wicket hall proved equally crucial as the unbeaten host Powered past New Zealand by 70 runs to march into the World Cup final. So uh, it's India versus either South Africa or Australia, depending on what happens with the cyclone that's uh, sort of barreling towards the the venue where uh, Calcutta, where Australia and South Africa are meant to play. So Let's have a listen to Shami's final wicket last night. 327 for nine. Ferguson gets an outside edge and Shami has seven. Count them all, seven wickets for the right arm paceman, who has been on a whole different level to any other player with the ball at this World Cup. Earlier today, it was Virat Kohli scoring his 50th one-day international 100. And now Mohamed Shami has seven. Mm, so there you go. So, so interesting, though, because they, all the talk around the pitch, which is meant to have favoured India because of their slow bowlers, it was end up being Shami. Who's a quick getting seven wickets. So interesting. But um, Kane Williamson, the New Zealand captain, had this to say. Yeah, I mean, look, India are playing seriously good cricket. They're a class side um, at the top of their game and to come out in a semi-final and um, to come out in a semi-final and, and continue and repeat um, what they've been doing throughout this competition is, um, shows where they're at uh, as a team. And I mean, they certainly put us under a lot of pressure in that first half. That was... It was tough. There wasn't um, much in the surface for us, and we were trying to defend large parts of that. Um, you know, so credit to certainly to the way that they played, and also, um, you know, in that second half, proud of the the fight. Really, it was it was tough. Um, a lot of movement, uh, you know, with the new ball and, and those sorts of things. So to to give ourselves a bit of a, a sniff, although a lot of things had to go our way, um, you know, it was a, a fair effort. And I think reflecting on. You know, whatever it's been, seven weeks, I suppose, of cricket. I think, um, as a side, I can be quite proud of, of the effort that's gone into um, getting to where we are, and it just didn't quite happen for us today. Yeah, it didn't quite happen for them today. They lost two quick wickets, so they were two for 39 off seven overs. But then Williamson and Mitchell got going, and they they went from being two for 39 to two for 220 off 32 mm. overs. So they Comparatively, they're on exactly the same trajectory as what India were, and you thought, wow, could they? But then, unfortunately, Williams got out, and then uh, Latham got out the next ball, and then it was very difficult for, uh, for New Zealand after that. So 
Uh, tough day for New Zealand after a pretty solid tournament, uh, as Kane Williamson said there. Uh, now, Bix, the other cricket news was that the Adelaide Strikers had a win last night. They played at home at Karen Rolls and Oval. But you have a look at the table for the WBBL, and the top three are all on equal points. So uh, the Adelaide Strikers get the win last night over the Sydney Thunder. Now uh, in fourth on 13 points with uh, Laura Volvart, 47 off 45, leading the successful run chase. So um, it's looking good for the Strikers. Yeah, they're doing really well. So as you said, it, it's a bit of a, a bottleneck right at the top. Mm. So they're pretty keen to uh, see if they can finish on top there. And the other news, of course, was the Redbacks uh, going over to the West, uh, playing at the Wacker. Unfortunately, it was a big toss to win because the pitch was a bit green. Western Australia, un- uh, unfortunately for the Redbacks, won the toss. And what they did, they sent the Aussies in and it was uh, quite pivotal. The Redbacks were bowled out for 192 in 73 overs. Uh, it was a pretty green deck from all reports. And in reply, Western Australia and none for 26 at stumps with Bancroft and Whiteman still at the crease. Now, they're in all sorts of trouble, to be fair. And um, it was some late uh, heroics from Nathan McAndrew, of, of all people, who ended up on 50 not out. So when you think about the, um, the total score of 192 when your number eight batsman makes 50, that, that sort of speaks to uh, you know getting out of jail a little bit. But what that would suggest is it was pretty ordinary early on in the day, and then later on it must have settled down the pitch. Socceroos playing tonight at Melbourne's Rectangular Stadium. Bix, I'll be there. Looking forward to that. They'll be without Martin Boyle after he was ruled out with the clash uh, against Bangladesh to a knee injury. That's a really troublesome knee that he's had. Apparently, mm. he's going to be available for the Palestine game next week, hopefully. Yeah, probably but, two games in five days. Yeah. yeah. As we spoke to Mark Bosnich about it, look, it's an expected victory for the Socceroos. It's good for some of those players to get um, experience once again. Hopefully, Craig Goodwin gets an, another start. But I'd be looking out for Cassini Yengi, the former Adelaide guy who went to the Wanderers and now um, over in Europe. Hopefully he gets to play and gets another cap for the green and gold too. Yep. And in uh, NBA basketball, we're talking about Josh Gideon, how he hadn't quite sort of hit his strap so far this year. Well, he clicked into gear to turn Oklahoma City's much hyped first date with Victor Wembenyama's San Antonio into a runaway statement NBA victory. Finished with 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists and two blocks. They won 123 to 87 at home. That is a very good result. Should have seen yesterday. I'm not sure if you saw any of the highlights of the NBA yesterday. The Golden State Warriors played against the Minnesota Timberwolves and Rudy Gobert, who famously was the NBA player who put his hands all over the microphones just before the NBA shut down because of COVID. I'm not sure if you recall that. So he did that. He was playing uh, at the Utah Jazz at the time. He's since moved to the Timberwolves. There was an incident on the court between uh, Draymond Green and another one of the T-Wolves players. And Rudy Gobert stepped in to try and remonstrate. Draymond Green got him in a headlock. Three players were ejected before anybody had scored in the match. Wow. So no one had scored, three players ejected, and Draymond Green now has been ejected the most times by any active player in the NBA. So it's uh, it's quite fierce. It's that in-tournament game as well. So um, there's a lot of fierce rivalries, of, of course, in the NBA. Mm. <clears throat> and also we're expecting the full AFL draw uh, to be uh, announced today. So some details are emerging. So the uh, follows on from the announcement early in the week of the round zero fixtures, but we're hearing Port Adelaide is expected to host the West Coast Eagles on Sunday, March 17, in its season kickoff. Uh, That's disgusting. What? Not happy with that? No. What, someone's got to play West Coast? Yeah, but I don't think that's a great welcome back to 2023. Here's the Eagles on a Sunday. 
Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what what were you okay. after? Bigger team. Bigger team. Yep. Hmm. Well, just be careful. Maybe the Eagles might surprise you. They might really. They might have Harley Reid playing for them in round one, and they might be a much better outfit. Wouldn't you look at it and say, wow, that's great. Get off to a good start to the year. We play well. Oh, unbelievable. Lower ranked teams and uh, get two, four points in the bank and away you go. The good news about the fixture is that potentially we're going to have Thursday night football right up until June. This is Andrew Dillon talking about that. Thursday night footy, big hit, really popular with our fans. You know, um, great for people to watch it on free-to-air around the country. You'll see the first 14 rounds where we'll have Thursday night footy, so I think everyone will be excited about that. That's, that's good, Biggs. Mm, I like it. that. It yeah. makes you feel like it's the weekend exactly. very early, so that is wonderful. Chrono Cranes and DMAG shaping next-generation material handling.